Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Rise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM Macastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Back to the Future. Back to the Future is a 1985 American science fiction film directed by Robert Zemeckis. Set in 1985, the story follows Marty McFly, a teenager accidentally sent back to 1955 in a time-traveling DeLorean built by his eccentric scientist friend, Doc Brown. Trapped in the past, Marty inadvertently prevents his future parents' meeting, threatening his very existence, and is forced to reconcile the pair and somehow get back to the future. Opinionize. Good evening, Rod. How are you today? Rod Dag. I had to quickly Google that. That's Danish. Okay. God Dag. Uh... uh... And good day to you. Though it is, uh, this will kind of date the film, the filming, the recording of the uh, episode. But it is bloody hot. Oh, hot! I'm not sure if you can hear the whirring of the fan in the background. Apologies, but uh, yeah, so hot. Uh, but yeah, other, other than that, I uh, we're all good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Ready for season two. Woot woot. And Back to the Future. Um, so Back to the Future, I don't really know. It's almost like I don't know how to have an opinion on it because it's a classic in a way that, like, there. even if I didn't like it, for example, there's so many jokes about it or references to it or direct influences from it on kind of everything in mainstream nerdy culture that I, I it's almost like I enjoyed the film, but it's so much bigger than itself. It's hard to say anything about it. Um, but I will just say I enjoy it. The DeLorean is an, is a, you know, an iconic uh, film vehicle and uh, you get some Huey Lewis in the news on the soundtrack. So all in all, pretty good is uh, is my uh, summation. What about yourself? I, I would, uh, to be polite to it uh, and to offer it the deference it requires, because apparently it's part of pop culture now, it's an okay film. But... I'll go as far as that, really, and then I'll try and be as as uh, apathetic towards it as best as I can. Uh, it's good and bad, depending on my mood, ultimately. Um, but yeah, I'm indifferent to it overall. Yeah, you're right, it has got all the memes, and it's, you know, people have made the shoes. Nike have came out with a special edition set of shoes, and hoverboards, and where are the flying cars now? It's 2020, this isn't fair, and so forth. But... Somewhere, someone got a little too drunk on it, power or excitement, and they started to add all these extra bits and details that weren't really appropriate. I mean, even in the 80s, you know, you, you can't have a, you know, a film of them where, you know, 
his mother finds him attractive, you know, oh, naughty, naughty. Uh, it just, I don't know. If you look at it a bit more carefully, like through a psychological lens, she's just a massive narcissist because she's fallen in love with 50% of her own DNA. It's, it's not risque. It, it's creepy. It, it's psychotic. So maybe yeah. I read too much into it. No, I think you're right. Lots of films that, uh, a lot of them from the 80s in particular, I think, rather than uh, even stuff from like the 60s, 70s. The 80s has a lot of films where you just shouldn't think about it too much. If you think about it too much, that it's just the, the path to madness. Um, but I would also like to say that I also disagree with incest. I, I, I would say that that's, that's, that, you know, incest is bad. That's, that's what, what I, I definitely think that's a good message for the folks at home. I, did, I didn't want to, by saying I enjoyed the film, I didn't want to say that I, I thought that was a uh, wonderful plot line. Yeah, I, I, the thing I don't understand as well is why people sort of, um, they they analyse the film as well. They're like, oh, what's the context of, of this? You know, is it part of, is it some sort of plot ice? No, it, it, it's not necessary for the plot. And I don't want to get bogged down in it because this is normally just a very quick, jovial part where we like, like it or not. But I think Back to Future has too many flaws for it to actually shine through in any sort of decent light, unfortunately, regardless of what Rotten Tomatoes might say. Yeah, I I do wonder what someone who watches it for the first time as an adult would think of it. Because I don't know about you, but obviously the first time I watched it was when I was, I probably was about 11 or 12. I don't think I watched it. Um, yeah, that went way that. over my head when I was watching it. I, I was unaware of the context of it. Yeah, and so, like I say, this thing where I said, like, it's a classic, it's ingrained, you know, and everything from, like, uh, I'm just trying to think of other things. But you know, the bit, the big example is obviously there'd be no Rick and Morty if there wasn't um, uh, Back to Rock the Future. And, Rock and Marty, yeah. Um, yeah. Having said that, incest is integral to the, the 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 story that I have tried to put together. Obviously, I'm joking. It's definitely not as disgusting. Uh, yeah, and I think. Even if you were, you'd need to save that for a Game of Thrones episode. It's much more thematically appropriate in that. <laughs> I believe it is, yeah. Mechanize. Okay, so I think this one is easy on the character. Where do the characters go? Question, because mm. they just are the protagonists, because... Uh, you just cut Marty out and replace him with whoever. Um, but I actually didn't have a lot of immediate thoughts. Um, did you have an easier time coming up with things? Did you have more things that came to mind initially? I did need to sit down and, and, and think about it, more so than, than usual. Like, like, for example, Dread lends itself quite well and I was quite excited to do Dread because it was it was so clearly there in the plot, much the same as probably how you feel for Aquaman. 
Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, character in insertion, insertion aside, uh, I think the real thing to do here is differentiate the game from any other time traveling story. So, you know, you've got Time Cops, Time Splitters, which was a PlayStation game. Uh, so the, yeah, they do have a narrative device. Uh, you know that where it's they go back in time to right wrongs or, or stop wrongs or something like that, or find out they never they never, or find out that they're actually creating the wrongs. A la Twelve Monkeys. Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, the one as well to a certain extent. Yeah, that's a bit of that's time and space, isn't it? Because that's. Yeah, uh, dimension hopping, but it, yeah. Um, so that one had its own, that was a nice little sort of, you know, change of pace, really. But yeah, Back to the Future, the one thing that is, as a, you know, the defining characteristic is is the DeLorean. Like you said, it's an iconic car. I mean, well, they made only like a thousand of them at the time anyway. Um, but that's where the problem lies then, for my opinion. Anyone could do a time, time, uh, time hopping uh, game is it's pretty straightforward. You go back, you write a wrong, you go back, you change something, you come forward, something's changed, you've got to go back to it again. You could do the cyclical thing until you're blue in the face and sick and tired of it. Um, this one has a car. You know, how, how, how do you work that in to make it more of the Back to Future uh, essence to it then? Um, did they pick up Marty's old car at an auction? You know, is, is, was it like, was it a, a, at a convention and it was on the podium or something and suddenly it, it, it loses control or some such, who knows? Um, maybe, like you say, because it, it's Doc and Marty, or like Rick and Morty, are you in that sort of world and, and that universe? Um, maybe it was just invented by someone else, but... Therein lies the problem because the car will only accommodate two people. Maybe a third could squeeze in the middle and sit on the gear stick. Well, they they do because uh, I've forgotten her name, but Elizabeth Shue, they uh, she goes in, in the the car with them in the second one. Yes. So um, the third one answers well, doesn't answer your question, but. Uh, gives you another alternative is because obviously in the third one uh, he puts the flux capacitor in a in a train so you can have a time traveling train and yeah. way yeah. more than way more than two people can fit in a train if uh, I'm no physicist but I believe that to be true. You could have, but this is an old steam locomotive as well by train. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean ultimately. Um. There's not much to say with it, really. It's it's quite a simplistic situation where you go and what you do with it, and obviously read the room. You know, you don't want to be oh, let's go back and kill Hitler. <laughs> you know, you you want to you want to yeah. try and be sensible about it. But uh, yeah, obviously think about what vehicle would be sensible and suitable for however many players you've got. Maybe a small minivan, uh, you know, compared to a. Um, a Ford Explorer, I believe, is, uh, is it? Or something like that, anyway, or some sort of black cap. Um, 
because otherwise John DeLorean's car simply isn't going to accommodate all of your characters, and that's not fair on everyone. Um, see, what about what about you, Bob? Okay, so I thought, like you, like yourself, I was saying, what's the what's the key thing from Back to the Future that you can take away? Because you can say like the characters are important uh, for for how it works, the characters of Marty and Doc Brown, but you can't necessarily put them in your tabletop game, certainly not as the protagonists, because people want to play their own characters that they've created. Um, so once you take them away, and I didn't even consider necessarily keeping the DeLorean, and if you take Doc and Marty away, you take the DeLorean away, I did think, what are you left with? And the answer I ultimately came up with was was a specific tone. Um, and I think you kind of hit of it is like you say, let's go kill Hitler. Um, a Back to the Future game, you won't be going to World War II. You won't be going to, uh, you know, plantation fields in the uh, 18th century. You'll, you won't be going to, like, the fall of Rome. You'll be going to... Uh, you know, like they do in that. You'll be going to small-town 1950s Pleasantville-style. You'll be going to Beatlemania, maybe. You'll be going to, you know, Charles Dickens... Well, maybe Charles Dickens is a bit dark, but, you know, you'll be going to kind of... Uh... I like that, because... Ultimately, you, although it, it can be a bit of a gritty tale, there's nothing then stopping you from being a faceless nobody on the front lines of the Rebecca riots in the 15th century? or A bit, la the, bit later, I think, but yeah. Or the, the, the minor strikes in the 80s and, and late, early 90s, you know, and, and Margaret Thatcher and so forth, you know? Um, but yeah, I... I, I... Last thing to me, it was you go to these kind of lighter slice of life style events rather than uh, wars or notable kind of tragedies or atrocities. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. I'd, um, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. So have, I would have sorry. nothing with the, sorry, have nothing with the, a, a long-lasting effect. Don't try and evacuate Pompeii. Yeah. Um, so I would keep it on that lighter, more uh, kind of everyday people thing. So, you know, like you say, go back to uh, something, you know, you, you, you could go to, when I said don't go to the fall of Rome, Don't. I'm not saying that you can't go to ancient Rome, but... It's kind of a, you know, a, a Disneyfied version. It's, I, I'm not sure if that's the right word, because it sounds like uh, bad. But basically, I would I, I would always make it to keep it Back to the Future flavored. I would not be looking to deal. I wouldn't be looking to use time travel as a way to deal with any difficult subjects. It would just be to go, haha, they're wearing togas and and things on their heads. Like, um, Back to the Future isn't a very heavy uh, feel, so that's what I'd be keeping. 
Um, and also as well, it's um, humorous. Uh, you know, it is, it is kind of funny, a little bit slapstick at times. Uh, and I would like to encourage the same kind of jokes in the film, because although they're terrible, to a certain extent, as in they, they are arguably classic, but, you know, there is a little bit of groan when I think about them as an adult. I still enjoy them, but I'm, about, I'm a bit like, oh, really? Um, things like his assumed alias in the 50s is Calvin Klein. Um, he, because uh, can, that's the name on his pants. Yes, but also, <laughs> but also as well, he um, uh, he does things like uh, he when he dresses up as the alien to convince his father, uh, he calls himself Darth Vader. Yes. Okay. Uh, and things like he knows how an episode on TV uh, is going to turn out because he's seen it before, but he can't because this was actually the first airing. So I would also be interested in perhaps just... to you, You'd have to know your players' ages, but going back... like So, for example, um, in our uh, gaming group... Uh, Going back to, uh, you know, the the late nineties. I know that's not very far, but every time period has lots of kind of characteristics that you can really play up, and people can kind of mess around and play with their knowledge of of the time period. Snap bracelets. Um, yeah, snap bracelets. Uh, flip pops. I don't know if you remember them. Oh, uh, the push things, which they they banned them at the end, didn't they? Because they were choking hazards. Yeah, um, um, color, hyper color, techni, the 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 heat changing shirts. Oh yeah, um, and Taiko RC, the off road, uh, on road, off road, no road. Um, I don't know if you remember that. It was the uh, it was the. Um, for for anyone who doesn't know, it's it was a remote controlled car that basically was the same. It was well, it was different colours, but ultimately, if you flipped it over, it was still the same. So it could drive whichever way round it was. So you could be uh, more aggressive with it because you didn't have to worry about it flipping over. Because if it flipped over, it just carried on. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing I, I I would look to be playing it, you know, as in like people, um, you know, as in ju just really. It, it's hard to say because it will be stuff that kind of comes out in the the moment of of playing, but you know, like breaking, you know, like going to a uh, a fancy, you know, like uh, masquerade ball or something, and using the code name Lady Gaga or something like that. You know, just just all random kind of stupid stuff like that I'd be looking forward to. Oh, where he taught... Oh, he had Chuck Berry. He taught Chuck Berry the dance through his cousin. Uh, didn't he do the moon work, a moon walk as well? Whereas, again, another cousin was like, yeah. oh, I bet can't wait to show little Michael this. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I would be looking more at the I would want to keep it very light, very funny, and just uh 
playing with basically i i, I would just want it to be a very loosey-goosey nonsense affair because i kind of think that's the way i think about the film yeah i so from everything you've described thus far it sounds as though it's a contemporary setting so people of the 2020s 21st century would be um traveling hither and thither be it backwards or forwards but much like the the film staying in their their position they would have to be able to so, for example, if you were playing in London, England, on Carnaby Street, you would then be in Carnaby Street during the swinging 60s. Yeah. Um, and a similar thing, I guess, to like, just because you mentioned backwards or forwards, and I didn't really touch on forwards. Um, you know, things like when he goes and he sees Jaws 17, you know, I... I know it's not being original, but, you know, I'd like lots of references to, you know, things like, uh, you know, President Johnson, you know, it's Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and, uh, you know, and Fast and the Furious 25 is is on the cinema. Like, I... If you're far forward, if that's the key. Yeah, as in, that is next year. Um, but, yeah, no, I... I, I I would want it to be silly and uh, basically almost more about today than it is the time period they're going back to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would want it either way. But yes, I, w I would say the starting point is when it, whatever time period you start the game in. Because if you are, if, if this is discovered in some sort of time capsule in the year 3084, First of all, hello, and uh, yeah, start your game in 3084, but then come back to our time. I like that. That's, that's good. That's a good one. That is. That's what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, I'm in agreement on that one. I like it. So we've got a theme. We've got a feel. We've got the. We've managed to distill the essence of the film down. How would you foresee it working out? Do you see that it is? By myself, for example, uh, I see it as the potential to be sort of an episodic campaign, almost like West Marches, where you have one or two sessions in a certain area, you get into a scrape, you come back, uh, and then in a different time zone, then the following one. Maybe there's something wrong that has to be righted. You know, maybe you, you sent a, a love letter and it's only now managed to find its way and you're so embarrassed you have to stop the postman and or you, you're chasing whatever mischief, you know, is, is, is happening somewhere. Or maybe the mischief is following you and you're trying to escape from it. Um, my one particular thought was the butterfly effect, though. Like I say, it's like a cyclical loop where you, you go there you cause some some sort of problem, and then when you turn back to the present, um, something be it subtle or be it be it large has changed. So you then have to go back and right the wrong. Yeah, uh, or um, you could combine it with what we discussed in Loki: that you go back, you have this adventure, you've changed everything, you're now a variant, and the campaign continues with you being hunted by the TVA. A little bit of a genre shift. <laughs> you could do, yeah. Mix, mix and match your adventures. Why not? Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, that, that's my thoughts on it, though, is a sort of a, 
uh, an episodic campaign. So it's it's almost like usual TV shows. You know, there's there's an overarching plot, but the main show itself concentrates on that particular event of the, of the time. Um, that's yeah. mainly how I see it. The the toing and the froing and the whys and the ways may eventually develop over time anyway. Maybe characters will have their own motivations to go to places and do things. It's like, I'd like to go and visit my grandmother one last time or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. No, no, I was definitely thinking that, yeah, it would be uh, clear goals when you go back in time. Like for, uh, I know they do it by, you know, it's, it's semi-accident, but things like, uh, you know, you could lift it directly and say that you've got to make sure that your mother meets your father at the time they met. But uh, I would always be, yeah, it wouldn't be open-ended. You're just in the past, do what you like. There would be a event that you're either trying to prevent happening or one that you have to make happen. Uh so there would be a clear um, uh, succeed or failure state. Not that that would end the campaign, because you'd keep going whether you succeed or fail. But when you go back in time, it, that I would I would definitely be having a a goal you're trying to achieve. Would you have it so that uh, you would meet yourself at some point in time as well? I like the idea, but I know for a fact that I would I would struggle with something of keeping that together, both as a player and a GM, keeping the the timeline kind of uh straight in my head if you did it too much. So uh an occasional thing like the sixty-nine dudes um bit from Bill and Ted. But I wouldn't want you to like have to team up with your past or future self, because I don't know that that just makes my t my head hurt thinking about how that's actually supposed to work. Yeah, there's a lot of rules as well. They say that you're not meant to touch and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's it depends on. I mean, if you're keeping it lighthearted, I suppose that doesn't necessarily matter. You could probably give someone a bit of a backhand for being a doofus or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just figured if everyone is conversion on this one certain spot because of a mishap and then you fail, so you're going back to try and put that right again, you know, plan B or whatever, would you come across plan A's attempt in your in in, in that during that episode sort of thing? That's my thought. Yeah. It, that's the thing. I think it's a good idea. It's just me personally, I'd worry about keeping it straight in my head. So that's having a timeline that kind of folds in on itself is something I know personally I would struggle to track. Uh, but like you say, if it's lighthearted and no one minds a bit of mistakes, then it, it couldn't. But I know that I would, I, I would worry that like, as in like, wait a minute, as in you said that he's wearing a, a red shirt, but I told you earlier I was wearing a blue shirt. So this is wrong. Yeah, it, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, as long as people are willing to, you know, let a little bit of detail go 
uh, it would be good. But uh, I would initially be worried that I wouldn't be able to track all the basically self-referencing timelines. Okay. Fair enough. But that's not so much a uh saying it's a good or bad idea i think it's a good idea it's just me personally it would be something i know that i would find hard to kind of keep in my head um so it's something that i would i would only do if there was a lot of kind of forgiveness safety net involved yeah okay just a thought Systemize. So, the probabilities for exploration are endless. Um, given that it's a contemporary um, setting, ideally, I would allow for more of a generic system that sort of gives su sufficient scope to go forwards and backwards and also be your present self. Um, so any really of your choosing would suffice you know there's so many to to go from you know you've got uh, steve jackson's groups genesis just to name a few um but yeah any sort of system agnostic rule set that you can uh use and, and twist to whatever strange place that you're going to inhabit because again you may be back in the 1960s but if something has changed in the 50s it might not be the 60s as history knows it. So something may have been different and, and so forth. So, yeah, something that you can chop and change and, and move things around and, uh, and, and and keep up with the times, as it were, quite literally, uh, I would say is the best. And obviously your preference is, is your own then, really, at that point. Yeah, I agree. Um, Genesis, I think, would be my choice out of... Uh the two you mentioned, GURPS and Genesis, but I think also as well, maybe something more narrative, um, maybe a fate, one of the the fate, uh, is it fate and fate accelerated, I think it is, um, only because uh, Genesis and GURPS are generic, but not universal. It's, I, if you're using them to, so say you you go all the way from modern day to uh th you know the 1300s uh it's things like it's very hard within those systems to uh have guns and uh you know swords at the same time without one being potentially much weaker than it really should be or one being much stronger than it really should be um so if things were dealt with in a more narrative way you can just um what's the word uh just shift it to whatever the story needs whereas um for example if you've got in genesis you've got a you say that you know a a a pistol does five damage but then you go to uh, the future. Uh, in order for things to balance, does a plasma pistol that is now the standard sidearm, does that now need to do something like 18? Or do you make them all five? Like, can for 
You see what I mean? You've lost me slightly there. Okay, it's just that as in, so for example, just to do it in a fantasy setting, yeah, a crossbow does, so in um, 5e, uh, hand crossbow does d6 damage. If you were doing 5e modern, you might say a pistol does d6 damage. But if you've got to have pistols and hand crossbows, how do you do that? Oh, I see what you mean. Um... So, so that's all I'm saying is that because you're going through times where there'll be vastly different levels of technology, uh, either you need to worry, you need to not worry so much about representing any of it uh like accurately compared to each other or be prepared to do a lot of tweaking and work i, I don't think it's necessary because a crossbow in an abstract sense of doing d6 damage versus a gun that does d6 damage if i get hit by a crossbow as much as if i get hit by a bullet it's still going to be mortally wounding if not be quite dangerous, so I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem as long as the the HP and the um, the health points and the armor and things like that sort of balance each other out, and they are uh, they are cross compatible. That that's maybe where the problem would be. So, for example, if uh, you know you were using fifth edition um, and the armor stopped a bullet, that may not necessarily that might be anachronistic. So, but otherwise, yeah. If you're just going to be there in a pair of t, you know, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, then there's no reason why a bullet and a crossbow bolt would be equally as effective. Yeah, like you are right that, like you say, basically, if I was hit by a crossbow bolt or a bullet, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do particularly well either way. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. So, yeah, I mean, you are right. You know, they, it doesn't have to be, particularly when you mentioned about being narrative and obviously having that comedy tilt towards it. Um, fiasco might be, or even mission uh, accomplished that we touched upon when we, we went to Archer. That could be reframed to be able to uh, debrief your last uh, foray into, you know, the 1300s. So why why is this now suddenly? Why are pencils now called you know blackbirds what, what what happened and then you could you could lead it from there then you know so you could you could use that with a bit of work i really like that idea i i like the idea of the debrief and basically so you're in your time authority debrief or whatever and like you say someone's like why are all you know why are all like um like, for example, I've got, just because it's in front of me, but, you know, I've got most glass uh, tumblers, as in, like, the glass you drink of, out of, not the glass you glasses you wear on your face. They're, they're round, aren't they? Yes. In, ge in general. I know you can get different shapes, but in general, they're round. But, you know, being asked, why are all the glasses now hexagonal? And just coming up with weird little comedy of errors that that result in these kind of uh you know uh you know strange little uh twists in the in reality as we know it 
yeah, in our understanding. And you could go even further with it then and, and say, for example, what's, you know, we both agree that a terrible film was, what were we discussing earlier? Um, what is it? What is a universally known bad film? Oh, uh, oh, Mac and me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, for example, you could turn around and say, why is Mac and me the most, the highest grossing film ever? What did you do? And yeah. then the response could, you know, if if that was posed to me out of the blue, I'd be sat there going, oh, I, 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 I don't know. But with this game, because it would be, impl- it, you know, it's, it's implied that um, I can have free reign and go for it, then I could then go even equally as stupid. And effectively, you could almost make it a, uh, to, to pardon my French, a pissing contest. You're like, well, there was that thing where it happened and then I went to the mall and then I happened to kick the pigeon, which then, and then have this sort of butterfly effect where it is sort of the, the pigeon flew away and then pooped in the, the the cookie stall and they had to throw away the cookies, but that meant that the rats had come that night and, and, and so on and so forth. And you could make it completely hyperbolic and, and nonsensical as much as you like, because ultimately you're having a debrief. So, you know, the better team goes in then to to you know to prune the the mistakes that you've made. Yeah. Summarize. Okay, so I did touch on it a little bit, but time travel is a genre that I I sometimes for want of a word take too seriously. Like I I sometimes find it hard to follow the exact timeline threads um so i wouldn't be interested in doing this if uh it was going to be like a very hard sci-fi setting but as i've said i kind of see back to the future as being a lot more lightheartedness a lot more humorous and uh not hard sci-fi it's just sci soft sci-fi comedy sci-fi um yeah um so keeping that in mind uh i would very much like to either play this or gm this uh because i think it would be i think it would just be fun it would be would it you know it wouldn't be like the most brilliant gaming experience anyone has ever had but would it be you know, lots and lots of laughs and fun. Yes, it would. And uh, I, I quite like um, laughing and having fun. So I don't really see much to object to. But yeah, what about yourself? I'm pretty much the same as you. Yeah, I'd enjoy playing it or, or GMing it. Uh, there's endless possibilities. You basically got carte blanche as a GM to any story to fit any sort of stupid theme, like when you're talking about uh, Rome, obviously you don't want to be there during the crucifixion, you know? You want to be there during an episode of Plebs, for example, which is a British sitcom set in ancient Roman times. Um, Yeah, you don't want to be there seeing Decimus Meridius, Maximus Decimus Meridius fighting the emperor in the Colosseum. You were there, but you missed it because you were behind a pillar. You know, you, yeah. you could you could you could be silly about that, and I I would love that. You know, I I'd, I'd certainly give it a go uh, and vary it along the way. Um, 
So yeah, I, I see the idea of having some real legs. So, you know, playing inside the infinite realm of variabilities would make my brain melt, like you said, you know, bring hurty. But uh, nonetheless, it'd be enjoyable. I'd, I'd be in. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was our first foray back into uh, regular programming, I guess you'd call it. Um, so, as usual, we're on the same place as, tw uh, you know, the Twitter handle, the Instagram handle, all that stuff's the same and found in the show notes. Uh, same with the uh, Firestorm affiliate link. Uh, if you are looking to buy RPG or Wargame products and feel like uh, helping us out, click the link, buy your products. You don't pay any more, but we get a little bit. Um, and yeah, so I just want to say welcome back. Thanks for listening. And uh, well, we'll be back next week. So that was our episode on Back to the Future. Hope you got some good ideas out of it. So next time you need something that inspires you, you won't just theorize, but adventurize. And if you do, please let us know. Um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time.